Hey, our friends. Our collab is a monthly Zoomcast with Sarah Matthews and Natalie Callback. Each episode, we collaborate and chat about all stuff art-related. And topics that go way beyond that, too. So let's see what we discuss today. Let's see if we have some friends coming in. Hi, Gigi. Good to see you. Hope you're well. Right, Kim said, welcome everyone. Please remember to post to panelists and attendees. Hi, Pamela, good to see you. Thanks for coming. Um, Hello from New Jersey. Yes. (laughs) Hi, Marsha, so good to see you. Oh, I'm getting, I must be delayed because all I see is Gigi and Kim. Um, There's Constance and Anne. Thank you guys for coming. So this is our last uh, episode for this year. For this just, year, yes. Just for this year. We're going to come back in February. I think yes. we said February. Did we yes, say February? Yes, we did. We did say February. <laughs> we need a little break because there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Yes. Um, but we're so happy that you guys are here. And I'm so happy to, um, to see sarah too because we haven't talked in a long time yeah because we're busy ladies yeah <laughs> right? every time i text you like i'm on the road <laughs> well the I'm problem the is i wasn't driving when you told me yesterday to stop <laughs> texting back but um i get car sick so i'm actually not allowed to text while while i'm in the passenger seat so why I, are you I, texting I know. Well, because you were, you needed help. So I, I, I was like, oh, Sarah. And then I heard, no, don't do this. <laughs> so good to have you, Constance. I'm glad you guys got the reminder. So you're here. Yay. So uh, what's our theme today? It is gratitude. <laughs> so let me read the synopsis because you always do it. And I figured I have it up here and I'm ready. (laughs) So sometimes you have people in your life who have been a big part of the journey that you're on today. Maybe they mentored you somewhere near the beginning when you um, had a sense of direction and it wasn't clear. Perhaps there were things along the way that helped you make an important choice and see the possibilities. Maybe they got you back on track when you swerved and faltered. We want to acknowledge these people in our lives and talk about the incredible impact they have had in making us who we are today. Nobody is on this journey alone and it is time that we spend a little time showing gratitude. Yeah, that's our topic today. Yes. before we go there, should we talk about real quick what's new in our studio or should we dive into the thing? And do yeah, that we later? can talk about what we're, what we're doing. Yeah. Okay, what's new with yous? <laughs> as, they say, as, as they say in New Jersey. <laughs> in New Jersey. <laughs> um, I'm actually doing the Gratitude Junk Journal with Tierra Woods. Um, it's on day two right now. And um, so I don't know which day I'm I'm actually am on the schedule, but I should be coming up soon, but you can go to the website and register. And it's um, a lot of different artists that some of them, I mean, I really admire. So um, I would check on, check in on that and get in those classes. And then I will be doing Wanderlust next year, but we still have to film. So I'm working on that um, as well. So I'm just excited of, with all the opportunities that you know, have come across my plate. Um, I haven't announced this on our on our podcast here or Zoomcast, but I am teaching at MICA. <laughs> I teach mixed media book at MICA, the Maryland Institute College of Art. And we're almost at the end of semester. So I'm just like, cannot believe that 
I'm teaching there, I, I'll be sitting in my classroom, like wanting to pinch myself, not believing that this is actually happening because, um, well, we'll talk about that in the gratitude section, but it's just great um, to be able to experience, experience this as an artist. That's so cool. And um, I can believe that, that you're teaching there because you deserve teaching there. <laughs> so that's super cool. Um, what's new here? Well, I am basically in the full, um, in full preparedness or preparing of, um, oh, this is, this is funny. <laughs> it's like mirrored. What happened there, guys? I don't know. Um, I don't know what this is, but, um, anyway. <laughs> is there a 2022 special? <laughs> it's a 2022 special. I'm translating this for you because it's mirrored. So I'm I'm working on Creative Jumpstart 2022, and um, and I will have a special for the Spill Your Heart. Um, it's not mirrored for Masha. That's funny, but it's mirrored for yours, right, Sarah? Yeah, I can see it. Weird. Okay, well. <laughs> So anyway, um, so um, I'm preparing Creative Jumpstart 2022. We have tons of artists and I wanna reveal the artists and the, um, the topic of next year's Creative Jumpstart as a surprise um, in a webinar on um, November 22nd, which is this time on Monday. Uh, at noon. So come on there and check it out. Um, you can also win a free seed of Creative Jumpstart by guessing the theme. So and there will be a lot of the artists that are part of Creative Jumpstart 22 uh, there. So um, you might be able to guess one of them already. I don't know. Huh? 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 <laughs> and then the other thing, well, the so that takes most of my time right now but the other thing that I wanted to show you is I uploaded some um, up, uh, work I framed some collages that I did a while ago um, and they can be purchased now from my shop so um, if you're interested check them out on my mm. website Kim put in the um, the link to the store thank you Marsha so that's what's news with me that's it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so gratitude. Um, yeah, that's a good that's a good topic. Do you want to start, Sarah? Sure. <laughs> so um, this morning I was thinking about our conversation today, and um, <clears throat> we still do it every year. But my church, we do this. Um, every, the beginning of the year, we fast and um, think about like specific things that's going into the future. And um, during that time, we don't watch certain things on TVs, like no news, nothing that will like upset you. We just don't watch any of that stuff. And um, during that time, I found this show. I still couldn't find it on the internet. But it was called, I remember, I thought it was called Turning Point. But basically, it followed all these folks, you know, along their journey, like what, what they were doing. There was one guy who created these um, wheelchairs out of things that was in his garage and started, like, giving them away to areas in South America that couldn't afford to buy the aluminum wheelchairs, but he's decided to do it, right? And then there was other stories where there was a elderly couple who like um, adopted 12 different children from different areas and, you know, their story and, and how doing that, right? And so I was thinking about that, about us and our conversation about like how things, like the turning point and how we became who we are today. Mm -hmm. So I started thinking about the first time that I really thought about after being an adult, married with children, about really getting into art. 
And I remember being home watching HGTV, as I always do, but they had this special out of the blue. It wasn't planned, the special, and it was about Pearl Fryer, um, a topiary artist. And mm -hmm. so I sat there and watched it. And I and it, there is a particular um, documentary that's over an hour, but for this particular special, they condensed that down to an hour. And so I'm watching every everything, his story. Um, basically, he moved into the town of Bishopville, South Carolina, and he wanted to do some things in his yard. And they told him, and because he's African-American, that he wouldn't be able to keep up his lawn. So he said, I'm going to figure, I'm going to figure this out. So he went to like the equivalent to like Home Depot in his neighborhood and did a 10 minute like workshop with someone. And he, he also was walking out, you know, past the, um, out of the building and saw this bin of like um, trash, trash plants, plants that were thrown in the garbage. And he was like, what are you doing with that? And they were like, oh, that's trash. And he's like, well, do you think I can go and pick some out? And they were like, yeah, go ahead. So <laughs> fast forward, he was able to take those trash plants and make like beautiful, amazing topiary in his garden. I mean, it's amazing. And people visit his garden from across the world. Um, and I was just like in awe of like his story and where he came from. And when I saw that video, I shared it with everybody. I showed it at my job. I did like many workshops focused on his video. I did I showed it at my church. I was telling everyone about like this guy who took trash plans and made a difference in his community. And his story like resonated in my brain for years. And I think looking back on it now from like right now to back then, that was when I really pursued being an artist because what I saw in him, I saw myself. And so I just put in the chat um, a link to his Facebook page. Um, right now, Profire, uh, I think he's over, the, over 80 something and he's not doing well. So they are, the town of Bishopville is coming up with a plan to save his garden because he can't physically, or he's not able to um, take care of his garden like he used to. And um, I just wanna bring awareness to this situation. If you feel the need to give, please do. I plan to give um, to help save his garden because it, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't die. You know what I mean? It should live on. And I'm just excited about what I'm, I'm going to be able to do to help him because of what he had, he not directly, but indirectly has done for me. He doesn't even realize this, that he had done this for me. And I actually had opportunities to visit him um, and spend time in his garden and talk to him. And it was just an amazing experience for me. And I'm hopeful that after all this COVID stuff is over that I can go back and visit. And hopefully you, if you have a person, an artist that, that inspires you, you can go and visit and talk with them too. That's a very wonderful, I think you posted once a photo or you, was that on the, um, maybe paint the, uh, Past the brush, did you yes. post one of the photos in the yes. garden with him? Yes, with him. Yeah. 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 That's so amazing that someone um, has such an impact on you and you never really meet. I mean, you met him later, but the, seeing that documentary had such an impact on you um, for your later artist life. That is really cool. Yeah, he would. I mean, the, the fact that he you know, spent 10 minutes in a workshop. And that's when I started taking all sorts of art classes and just 
just getting you know as much information that I could to do what I wanted to do um he gave me that you know yeah so um MJ says so interesting my son and family live near there but I've never been to the garden although have driven by I will definitely go now thank you Sarah oh you should definitely go take lots of photos <laughs> send them to Sarah <laughs> oh that's great that's gonna be on my list too when I awesome. visit you, we should go together yeah <laughs> that's a that's a cool story about um you know a turning point if I think of a turning point I don't know if it was really a turning point but I think um so in my artwork I um in my in not in the art journals right but when I paint my urban paintings they I oftentimes do something where I um I walk around and I see like buildings and I guess I'm a little bit cuckoo but I have these things where I, I see a building uh oftentimes it's an old building and it's kind of dilapidated and some people might look at these buildings like as you know oh these are an eyesore and should be like you know I agree that they should be I've like renovated or something should be done with them or some people might think just tear them down right I mean sometimes that's also the only possible answer but I'm looking at these places and I'm always I have this fantasy of um, it's almost like a movie <laughs> where I'm like thinking about like what is the history about that building but it's um, also specifically what were the lives that were lived in these buildings? Who were, were mm -hmm. the people that lived in the building, right? Like when we bought this house here um, in my studio, I found out that um, a long time, actually a printmaker used to live in this house um, and uh, he, he rented this place and then um, the family lived upstairs that rented it to him. <coughs> And it made me and made me even feel better about like being in this and this being my studio right so um, sometimes I do a lot of research you know into the buildings and then uh, find out who lived there I might look at censuses and all kinds of stuff. Um, but the where that came from is uh, actually from. Um, it's from several sources, but I had, um, I was very lucky that I had like pretty cool, some pretty cool teachers. And one of them was um, one teacher, her name was um, Frau Kaspar, so Miss Kaspar. And she was my uh, elementary, in elementary school, my first grade teacher, but then she retired, like my, after the first grade, she retired. She's kind of awkward that they would give, you know, a class to someone who was going to retire anyway, but maybe I didn't grasp at the time, maybe she was sick or whatever, but she was basically, she was my neighbor, which is kind of a weird coincidence when you live in a big city, as I did in Dusseldorf in um, Germany. And we, she, my mother was a single mother, and so she worked uh, a lot, and I was you know, I would go to, um, as they did in the 70s, you know, you just walk to school alone, even in first grade, it's just like a couple streets away. And then you're basically like a key, a key kit, or I don't know how you call that in English, it's maybe a little different wording, but you go home, and you know, and your mother's working, let's key kit, that's what it's called, thank Gigi. And um, so she knew that uh, because she was our neighbor too, and she used to be my teacher. So um, that's, uh, she was like, well, come over. And, you know, some afternoons I would spend with her and she knew a lot about the um, neighborhood because she grew up there. She was also interested in history and she would tell all these stories like um, history related or you know, this kiosk used to be something else or, you know, and, um, and I would be writing all these, all these things like, you know, not really in, not in first grade, but maybe in fourth grade, you know, I would write stories about walking past 
these buildings and I would make up stories about people like some were some were what I heard from her and some were, were, were just like you know um, something that you made up you know and so I think she instilled this um, this love or interest for buildings and the stories like you know you're you're basically just a gatekeeper of a building when you live there and um and the building kind of is still there hopefully in the in the future and the store there are more stories that evolve right so i'm really um thankful that she instilled this kind of love and interest in me for these stories that are around you and um for the na- for neighborhoods just for neighborhoods in general um so miss casper she's probably you know uh, gone a long, long, long time. But um, yeah, lots of gratitude for this wonderful, uh, she wasn't that old, I guess. And um, back then you would like get into, you would um, retire with like 65 or 67 probably in Germany, right? So, um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was wonderful. I'm laughing because, you know, when you get the social security, like information, it says that my retirement age is 72. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, that's not German. In Germany, you retire earlier. um, In fact, um, it's it's different. (laughs) We don't, we just don't work then anymore. No, it's, it's actually depending on your age. So my parents' social security document, I know that has nothing to do with, it says 65. But oh, yeah? because of funding or whatever, the younger you are, the more it costs. Gotcha. <laughs> so that's why it's 72 for me. Uh, Marsha said it's 72 for me too. I guess I haven't read my German, you know, like once in a while I get a German one from there because I paid into the system a long time right Um, so I I should maybe check when (laughs) they say I can retire (laughs) that's so funny so besides um besides him like what else um do you have a list yeah I have a list I made a list okay so my second second set of people are my professors at the Corican College of Art and Design, specifically Georgia Deal and Carrie McAleer Keeler is her name. And um, so here's the thing. So you have these like wild dreams and you go off to art school and you think everything is gonna be fantastic and, you, and you're just gonna thrive and you're gonna know who you are and you're gonna find who you are, yada, yada. The first four semesters, I struggled. I'm going to be honest. I struggled. I didn't know what I was going to do. I'm like, you know, plus I worked, you know, 50, 60 hours a week. Plus I went to school at the same time. Plus I had the husband and the children and all the other responsibilities. And I would be like extremely stressed for the first um, four semesters. And a lot of that stuff was due to all the papers we had to write, all the presentations we had to give. And then after the four semesters, I took bookbinding one with Carrie and advanced printmaking with Georgia. And I remember all of the critiques prior to in those other four semesters where I question your taste or you're not really thriving here. We don't know if you're meant to be here, that kind of, those kind of conversations. And I'm just like, I don't know what to say or do or what but when I took when I when I crossed that threshold and took those two classes with those those women I thrived like I would spend hours and hours in the studio printing or making books and put the two things together um and when it came time for portfolio time (laughs) I had all this work that I had accomplished over the semester And that's when my professors, because it's like 10 or eight or 10 people in the room said, now we see who you are, right? 
And honestly, my practice that I do today is those two classes. That's my life. And I reach back to them all the time. I send them emails. If I see them, I give them a hug <laughs> and thank them for instilling me um, those things. Because um, I didn't know if I was gonna make it in that program, but it wasn't until those two classes together, that's when I really found who I am and found my voice. And I'm just grateful for that. Yeah, Carmen says they helped you find your passion and joy. Yes. Wow, that's so nice. I love that. <laughs> and the third person is Rachel Bellamy, precisely because her, what she did, and we said this in the previous uh, podcast, Zoomcast, you know, her reaching out and posting all those uh, people of color, women, who did artwork and sharing their stories on her Instagram page, she, you know, really changed my trajectory because I, it was in a state of like all my classes being canceled and um, things are not going the way that I thought it should. And it just felt like she walked up and unlocked the door and opened it and a whole lot of opportunities came as a result of what she had done. I mean, honestly, what we're doing today would not be because if she didn't pick us out of the pile of people and put us together, me and Natalie together, we wouldn't have found each other and recognize how much we are, so, we have so much in common and, and created the beautiful friendship that we have and I promise I'm not gonna cry <laughs> but I'm just grateful for our relationship and she opened the door Aww. to that yeah as she did um that was also that was amazing mm. thank you Rachel that was also um Jay said we are all grateful to Rachel for that that is um so true that was amazing and that was one of the best things that happened in the last uh, year, yeah. I would say. Yeah. I think yeah. So. Um, I might sound cheesy if I say that, but I will let you know why. So the other person I, um, and he's not watching, so he doesn't know. I'm actually really, really uh, grateful for my husband for many reasons. You know, we don't want to go into that, but um I think he was the most, he is the most encouraging person when it comes to my art career. Um, and I think part of it is because he studied actually music and then later library science. Um, and he, he did that and then he ended up somewhere totally else when that, but um, I think he noticed at some point that maybe he will not make a music career or, you know, things will not be, um, that it's gonna be a real hard life to make money with music and um, that maybe being a teacher is not what he wants to, or you know, how you make a living uh, when you're into music. And, um, but he never lost this, like he's very, very creative, right? Um, more like brain creative, but also music, like, you know, he, he listens to, he plays so many different instruments. It's actually quite funny in his office. There are a ton of different instruments and he just picks everything up and he, he hears something and then he can just play it. You know, it's like, it's, it's almost like disgusting, you know, because <laughs> I can't play anything really well. So, but um, because of that and because he kind of like not followed his dream, his creative dream, um, he has a, a lot of empathy and a lot of, um, you know, interest for other people to pers pursue their creative dreams. And um, he has always kind of pushed me uh, in, in the right direction without being pushy. So he's very good in asking questions and figuring out that uh, sometimes things that I don't know yet what I wanted, right, when I was like, working full-time at a law office and then starting to teach and 
it's like, well, you kind of like, like this whole thing, right? Like, why don't you pursue it? Or um, so there's always been a lot of like um, support and I can only always count on him that if I think about something or he will be the first person to discuss, uh, you know, any themes, for example, for Creative Jumpstart. And then, um, you know, we will, we will, we will talk uh, from there. Um, he knows all the names of all the artists, uh, even though he has never met them. Um, and, you know, that's something that I'm very, very grateful for that. I know that that should be a, uh, you know, you should be, I should not give him husband points usually. <laughs> I'm always joking that he gets husband points for things so that if he does things wrong, I'm kidding, you know, then <laughs> I can distract that, but he has a very big book of points. But um, but I think that's that's really nice. Like he might not get exactly the fit, like he's not a painter. He might not get the whole like mixed media stuff and you know that, but uh, he gets the urge that people want to create and want to pursue um, their living with that. And um, having be him being so supportive, supportive is really good. <laughs> Kim says, yeah, husband point. So in November, when they do the, you know, Movember, the mustache thing, that's when I distract uh, points. <laughs> he got a lot of good points there still. So, um, so that's, that's one of them. And then, um, can I add something too? Yeah. I would, I would also echo the same thing sentiments about my husband because, I mean, can you imagine having three kids and your wife deciding that she wants to go to art school? <laughs> but, you know, I, here, here's, here's the thing that I would cringe every time I would be like on a business trip or anything school related and someone would say to me, Oh, how's your husband doing with the kids? Is he managing? I'd be like, he's managing well. Like, get out of my face. <laughs> like, he has this. Like, I have, like, I trust him. He's got it. They may not have their hair done the way that I would do it, but he did the best that he could. And I'm forever grateful that he was able to do the things that you know, people don't think husbands can do, but he did it and thrived. And welcome that's to why the there's is a house full of uh, uh, daddy's girls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Were you yeah. Say, I'm sorry. No, I'm so like, welcome to the future, right? Right. <laughs> Gigi says that too. Yes, that's so crazy that it's still a mindset today. I remember then uh, being asked how my no ex-partner did with the babysitting the kids while I was away on a work trip. <laughs> Funny thing is I have actually a lot of friends um, that are um, that are the main breadwinners um, and actually supported their husbands when they were still studying or, you know, and they, they did it all. Like, um, mm -hmm. so I'm... I'm kind of like having a lot of friends that are basically not what the norm back way back then was. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> brings its own struggles, maybe, you know, yeah. like, but yeah, um, it's all possible. <laughs> Carmen yeah. says that is how little boys and girls need to see adult men just as capable for their 50%. Exactly. Right. That's so true. Um, and then I think, um, I think the other um, support or gratitude that I have, and it might be, it, it's kind of related to art, but not, um, not like 100%. I think like if I think of this year and last year, besides um, being super grateful, of course, for Sarah and Kim, you know, I love uh, both of you guys, um, but I am grateful for having like these daily little like I don't so I have two groups that every day every morning um, we text each other 
and sometimes we don't really talk sometimes if i scroll through my phone um it will be really just good morning and there will be not a lot else right so mm -hmm. one is my um ukulele group which we call it each other the the lulus <laughs> because we we once met this little girl and she was like uh i don't know i forgot but it was like something like ukululu and so we call each other the lulu so it's two friends one of them moved to uh canada in between um but we basically check in every day with each other and sometimes we we tell each other what, how the day is but most of the times it might be just like good morning uh good morning lulu it's it's so ingrained in my phone and in my watch that if I get that text message, it's it's like its own phrase. It's already in the phone. And I didn't like, you know, I'm like, hey, Apple, you know me too well. <laughs> and the other group is a group of artist friends that I have that are throughout, uh, throughout Europe. Um, Marsha is one of them and Birgit uh, Kopsen and uh, Tanya Ahmed and... Um, Rika Kovacin and we text each other every day uh, on WhatsApp. We have a little group and we don't really talk much about art actually, which is kind of funny because we are all mixed media artists and teachers. Um, there might be some things where we're like, hey, do you have a suggestion or an idea? But actually it's not that, it's a lot of uh, personal stuff and we, um, and we actually show each other photos of our life. So I don't know if you know, like Marsha does these like really, really cool uh, vlogs, right? Yes. Um, we get a glimpse of that uh, before some people will get that. And then I know that Rika was just like on vacation and she shot photos or, you know, I texted that one to Sarah too, but I saw this little deer um, in front of a house where I was and I, I text that to them too. So it's like these little mini vacations and like keeping in touch with people. And um, Sorry, it's- could you say that again? Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> be quiet. Siri, Siri wants I to get on the gratitude too. <laughs> She's like, be quiet, be, be grateful for me. But anyway. <laughs> I think that sometimes when you're in such as you're working often in such solitude and during the pand pandemic even more, which is like, shut up, right? <laughs> that um, I'm grateful for these connections that I have and, um, you know, checking in with each other. That really um, has meant a lot to me um, the last two years, I have to say. Yeah, I, that's who I have on my on my last, on my list is my art friends, Pam and Ann. Uh, we try and meet every week um, via Zoom. And sometimes we are making things in the background together. Sometimes we're just venting about, you know, anything that is going on in our family. And then sometimes we're talking about like, or encouraging each other to push and go for that next thing that we want to do. We're all book artists. So, you know how book artists, we have this small community and we just stick together. <laughs> but we, we, we love each other and I'm grateful for them because they got, we got each other through the pandemic. Like remember that period of like doing nothing and nothing was open, like, we started doing those monthly, I mean, I'm sorry, weekly like art days where we would just make things and start pushing ourselves to do um, new things that we didn't think we could do. And then the cool thing about like, when we work together um, in a studio space, um, we would be, you know, sitting around at tables and we'd be like, oh, we should do this or give suggestions or push each other and we're, where we were missing that. Mm -hmm. It was almost like we were starving for that interaction. And because we had those Zoom calls together every week, we were able to fulfill what we were missing. And um, 
I'm just grateful for that time that we spent with each other. And uh, we're looking forward to pushing for and doing something new together after all this is over. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, that's such a great idea too, to hang out with your art friends on Zoom and um, just to, that we tried with our groups. <laughs> We're not doing anything. We're just chatting, you know. Do it the way, look, whatever you're, you need to do in that group, do it. It doesn't have to be a certain way. It doesn't have to have agenda, you know, just do what you feel that will make you feel connected. That's what makes, that's what, that's what's important. I exactly, think. exactly. And I do have to say, I mean, I mentioned that before that I'm very grateful for you, Sarah. And again, it might like be like, oh, now she's pandering to Sarah, but it's <laughs> true. Um, I think it's like the conversations that we had that were from just laughing our behinds off about like the most silly stuff <laughs> to um, like really deep conversations that have, um, you know, urged me to think um, about several topics uh, with maybe a different viewpoint or um, just think about it way beyond our conversation, right? Yeah. Um, that I'm very, very grateful uh, for, like that we, um, I don't know, that you spend time with me. That's so awesome. <laughs> you know, I used to think when we were like, um, like ideating on this podcast, Zoomcast, we like, <laughs> I was like, are we going to be laughing the whole, <laughs> the no. whole time? <laughs> I know. Are we going to even have content? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I yeah I'm truly grateful for our relationship and how much we've grown and hopefully we'll get to spend more time with each other instead of just for the zoom cast <laughs> I know I know I can't wait I can't wait for it yeah um because you know it's like there's it's I'm grateful uh, since we're doing grateful right I'm yeah. grateful for this whole like zoom thing and the way yeah. how technology kind of saved us to be only um you know to be to be able to actually keep in contact or you know if you think about everything is like uh especially since the pandemic it was like being in contact with a phone or texting and you know all these things are it's so amazing that we have that um, but seeing each other in person, like, I think I will, like, just be aware that if I see you, you need to take a really deep breath because I'm gonna hack the last breath out of you when I see you and hug you so hard, man. Oh, here's the thing. So my art friends, Anne and Pam, we got to see each other, I think it was like two months ago. And Pam ordered us some fried chicken um, sandwiches, which were amazing. Mm -hmm. And we were sitting, we were talking and looking at each other. And I'm like, man, it's been so long that I've actually talked to you in person. Because <laughs> so like, like, we were talking, then I would just be like, pause and just staring at them like, oh my God, that's what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Like, what? like you know <laughs> but yeah it was just like so yeah I think we're just gonna be hugging each other and crying and exchanging yeah. elephants and that's <laughs> I know when I saw Kim for the first time after um I guess it was a year well no that's not true we had seen each other in between um outside for live music. Um, there's a little jazz bar around the corner and they had live music outside and we had lunch. Um, but the like the first times we, actually the first time she came to my place and we did our little, um, you know, monthly play uh, date. That was like, I was like, oh my God, I missed this so much. I mean, if anything, I think, and I guess that goes for a lot of crisis. It kind of reminds you um, to be grateful for some of the things that you just keep uh, feel for, um, you know, like for granted, 
You're like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that's there. Or your friends are there. Or your, the little moments that you share with other people, that's like, um, you know, it's you just keep, not keep it for granted. You know, you're like you, you yeah. take it for granted. Gigi says, I'm so grateful for the technology as someone who pandemic aside is so limited in being able to leave home um, because of her immune condition and all the online communities and sessions that have sprung up since the pandemic has been wonderful, allowed me to be part of the world again. Yeah, I mean, both all the things that we say sometimes about technology and people talking about Zoom fatigue, I think um, it's just another layer, adding it to embrace that and say, this is a great way to also connect with people. And um, as Gigi says, like be part of the, the world, right? Like, I think that's a, that's a wonderful, um, thought that we can we can embrace it and and take the good parts of that and um, take it to our advantage. I wanted to show um, real quick um, something that I did. It's not going to be super long, but I wanted to show that I did some cards. And you know, I was like, oh, I'm so busy. I haven't written them yet. That's just the the card itself, right? But I was like, ah, oh, I'm so busy. I don't have time to write little cards. <laughs> and then um, it was funny because I wanted to make those, uh, I wanted to be able to show those for our um, session here. And because I kind of did them last minutes, I basically had like seven minutes or something and I was able to do some cards. So you can make cards in a very short time. <laughs> And if you then also write them and put a little, uh, you know, stamp on it, then it's 10 minutes and cool, there you are. So let me show you. Um, so these are some ugly, not really ugly, but kind of like some of my uh, clean off um, jelly prints papers that I collected. Um, I sometimes don't throw those away. Um, and I keep them in a drawer for later projects so that I can cut them up or whatever, uh, just because I'm a cheap person and I see something in them and I'm like, mm, I like that grunge, right? Here's more, here's, here's where I tested out an art foamy and um, I kept that too. And I was like, maybe at some point I cut that up or whatever. And I was like, I'm gonna go full. I'm gonna go full Sarah on here, and I'm gonna <laughs> embrace the layers. And I just took some um, stems here. I uh, took some rubber stems, and I um, I was like, I'm gonna take those free. I put them on the acrylic block with uh, a self, you know, um, repositional uh, repositionable tape on an nice. acrylic block and just stamp randomly on top of it. And, you know, it started to look like a hot mess. I also took the uh, love foam stamp on top and I just used ink just as Sarah does that um, all the time. I was like, ah, that's gonna go faster because if I have to clean up acrylic paints, that's gonna take me a while. Ain't no time for that today, right? And here is what uh, came out of it. Um, again, um, yeah, Masha's, Masha's laughing. Um, we both can't say repositionable tape. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> but, so I made, a, I made a bunch of cards. Are they a little bit weird and wonky? Yes, they are. But I think it doesn't matter. You know, it's like they're there. I cut them up. I cut them into cards. I filled out some of the areas and um, and now I just have them and I can send some um, gratitude and thank you notes to some of the people that are dear to my heart. And um, that was a quick, it was quick. I was like, oh boy, you can do that, right? You don't have to, you don't have to do a super duper duper uh, masterpiece, right? So, yeah. um, I encourage you maybe to uh, write some cards today and send them out to some of your, or this month, right? Because it's gratitude month uh, to some of the people that you um, like. 
Carmen says, I follow KP and she always says, you can't fake the layers. Yeah, that's true. That, that way you already have something and then you can put that on top. Um, mm -hmm. So some of those cards going out soon. <laughs> <laughs> How do you show? Well, I guess like some of this you said to people, but are you good in telling people that you're grateful for them, Sarah? Yeah, so... I guess the first, besides the quilting and stuff I did with my mom when, when I was a child, um, the first art form that I did on my own was make cards. So I used to make cards for everyone, for their birthdays, whatever. I would hand make them, like take paper and fold them up and add stamps or, or, pick, or stickers or pictures or whatever um it got to the point where people if I if I go to like Hallmark and get a card and give it to them they would think something was wrong because I didn't make the card <laughs> but I was always that person who would write a book you know in the card fill it all the way up you know uh, with my sentiments to the people that really mattered and uh, I always also make sure I call them and tell them thank you. You know, I'm like the person, if I receive a gift, I got to call you and tell you thank you or write you a thank you note um, individually. So like, if it's like, say like a baby shower or, or my graduation, whatever they bought me for my graduation, I would say thank you for buying me the specific thing. So it's not a generic card oh, individual yeah, yeah. to that person. Um, I think I've gotten this book. It's this small, it's really small. It's called The Handwritten Note mm -hmm. about like really getting back into handwriting your letters. I think, because you know, we get a lot of junk mail. And um, I was like, you know, endeavoring to, you know, make things by hand. And that's how I got to making invitations, which in turn got me to making books. <laughs> yeah. Can I share my like screen? Hmm? Can I share my screen? Yes. Let's see how I can do this. It says I. Says oh. <laughs> says I can't do it. <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> can you do it now? Yes. Okay. So, to set this up. So I work at Pyramid Atlantic and before the job that I have now as the manager of recruitment and success, I was a bookbinding associate. Give me one second. Can you guys see that? Oh, okay. I think they do. Yes. Okay. 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 Sorry. <laughs> and um, an email went out to like all the folks that work here. Um, that we have all of these postcards and stuff like like marketing materials that are just sitting in a bin that we have extras of. Does anybody want them? I was like, yes, <laughs> I want them. So um, this year is the 40th anniversary of Pyramid Atlantic and they're doing a 10 by 10 exhibition starting um, at the, the second week of this month. And basically, they invite you and you're basically donating a, donating a piece for the exhibition. So that way, whatever money they make goes toward, goes back to the institution, back to Pyramid Atlantic. So I pulled all the prints, even if there are misprints that I actually printed at Pyramid. And I also included all the pamphlets in this book. So that's why it's tired, entitled I Heart Pyramid Atlantic, and that's from three different pamphlets. And see if I can go to the next one. So this is the back of the book. One of the pamphlets said, make something. So I put that, I, you know, take that onto the back of the, the cover. And then this is the inside. Is it gonna do it? Yeah, this is the inside. It's a flag book. Oh, cool. But as you can see, there are like different pamphlets and places. These are actual other events that I was at or was um, in the exhibition. So, so cool. yeah, I wanted to include, it's kind of like a time capsule of my experiences here at Pyramid 
and um, really just showcasing them and expressing gratitude for what they have done for me. Very cool. That must be, for, did they see it already? <laughs> I sent it to them, but I'm supposed to deliver it to them um, after I come back from San Francisco, but yeah. Gotcha. That is so cool. I love that book. Thank you. What a nice, as Gigi said, um, such a wonderful tribute. Very Thanks. cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think as you said before about the notes, like it's so, um, it's a good, like I, I was brought up probably as many of us um, as Sarah to like to, to, um, send notes or cards, you know, and say thank you for a specific for, for um, gifts. And I actually have a friend, um, she, she even sends like notes when, when she was over for dinner or whatever, you know, she would, she would send you um, a thank you note, like, thank you so much for, and I, I remember the first time I got got one of those, I was like, oh my God, that is so thoughtful and so nice that, you know, sat down and reflected on that evening and, you know, and took the time to write. So yeah, you're right. We should, should write more like handwritten letters and notes. And um, Gigi says she's um, exchanging handwritten notes, letters and cards with her pen pal in Japan for just about 50 years now. That's amazing. And a lot of really cool stems that are great for collage. <laughs> right? Yeah, I would agree. I think that was the other thing that happened during the pandemic. There were a lot of like postcard like challenges, like make 10 postcards and send them off to 10 different people. And it was nice to like get that snail mail that wasn't bills or trash, you know, that you, that was like, oh my gosh, there's a piece of artwork that came to the mail for me. <laughs> and, the, and a lot of people did handwritten notes. Think, you know, I don't know who you, I mean, I don't, I don't know you, but I'm so glad that you took this challenge and um, they, and we're thankful that they were able to get artworks. So. Yeah, I think there's something I mean, once in a while I get a card from a student or, you know, someone um, and I'm like, I, I can't even tell you how happy it makes me when I pick that up through all the junk mail. You're like, oh, my God, what's this? You know? <coughs> yeah, I actually, Gigi, I do the same thing. I keep every card that's ever given to me. I have a bin for that. And I did recently find found on Pinterest a way to, I guess you would say Coptic bind those cards together. And I'm thinking about going through and doing all my girls' birthday cards, you know, from the grandparents. And, and um, I'm gonna go back and do my um, anniversary cards and wedding card too, because I still have them all, but I want I want them to be in book form. So, that yeah. is cool. And that is such a nice idea. I've seen that with um, with people doing that for their Christmas cards, for example, or holiday cards, and they bind all the the letters and cards into a little mini book, mm -hmm. and then write a little bit about the holidays as well. Uh, and I think that's such a cute uh, way to commemorate about uh, you know that ho particular holiday season. Um, I love actually, I actually love the holiday letter. Not a lot of people do that. Um, we have some relatives, older, older relatives that do a holiday letter where you, they, they will handwrite a letter and they will tell you everything that happened throughout the year, like, you know, milestones. And oftentimes it's, it's about like other relatives that they're like their children, like cousins of yours or whatever. And, uh, and then they photocopy them, right? So it's a photo, photocopy of a letter because they're sending it out to 50 people or whatever. And I do, lo I do love this. So, um, and, I, and one of the pictures that I always have in mind is my, uh, my mother-in-law, actually. She puts all the cards in a, in a basket. She has like a Christmas basket, as you do. You know, I, 
when you're over 80 you have a christmas basket no i'm kidding yeah for you might be younger and you have (laughs) but um and then she sits on she has a little rocking chair and during the holiday season and she sits on her rocking chair and she pulls out those letters and cards and reads them and I, i love this it's such a is so nice. So uh, I don't have this basket yet. Oh, see, Kim. Kim says her mother has the card basket. That's so cute. Oh. I never knew. Like, I think it's a thing. So, but I love that. And you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm saving these um, some of the messages that I get during the holiday season too. And then I sit at. I need. I need a card basket. I guess. <laughs> well, um, I follow this. Um... Her name is Jacqueline. It's called Crazy Lamp Lady. And so she goes and looks for treasures at, you know, Goodwills and such. But she came across these baskets that were made from Christmas cards. So basically, they they actually sewed them all together and it's curved and it's a basket. And then, yeah, made out of Christmas cards. How cool is that? <laughs> when you were talking, it I just, it came to my mind. And also they had, they also made placemats out of those cards too, to use during the holidays. So I guess it's like in, from the 50s or the 60s, they used to do that. I'm like, why would you get back into doing that kind of stuff? Because can you imagine getting all your cards and then, you know, after Christmas over, sewing them all together and making a large placemat to put on the table and then everyone go back and look at the previous cards from whoever I sent to them. Kim is like, cracking me up. She's like, is that meta? <laughs> What's meta? Like, is that like, <laughs> you put the Christmas card basket, you put the, you make one yeah. of the Christmas cards and put the Christmas card. It all goes together, right? It's <laughs> so funny, your holiday cards and your, your thank you notes, right? Like, yeah, it's so cute. I love that idea. I think that's such a great idea. Um, Lydia, wait, uh, Constance says, my grandmother used to make those. I forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me. How cool. And Linda says, how fun. I like that idea with the cards. I save cards and now I have a real reason to save them. Yeah. That's so cool. We should all look for it. (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah, I'm thinking about really, we should come up with some things, Um, some ideas for next cgs <laughs> what to do with the old christmas cards or holiday cards that's a smart thing that's a smart yeah i like i like i think like the whole like repurposing and um giving something that you liked but it has some new meaning you know, yeah. that is it's a good thing it to carries, do. It carries it on in different right. form. Yeah, I love that. You know me with recycling and upcycling. I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> I can't believe it's one o'clock. <laughs> I know, I know. I can't believe that. We didn't even say, do you have any questions? <laughs> no, everyone's just like, oh, those bubbly, bubbly people. Oh my gosh. Well, I have to go. I have to go today. I still have to vote because it's election day. Um, so I haven't done my duty yet. I'm grateful that we can go and vote and I will do that. Although it's so cold. I don't want to go outside. <laughs> Would Robert sit here with you guys? a jacket and hat and go out there and vote. <laughs> I, will, I will definitely do that. Uh, and you know what I will be grateful to for? For not gev- getting any more election junk mail, actually. <laughs> I know, I know. And yes, I feel you. <laughs> I cannot believe the amount of stuff I've gotten. And I've even gotten handwritten go vote uh, cards. Apparently oh. there's like an initiative where people write handwritten cards and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I got a handwritten card. And then, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, super grateful for all of you guys who came for us. Yes, thank um, you. Here, joined us. Um, you guys are amazing and um, 
yeah, uh, for a little break. Actually, maybe send us something like an email where you let us know what you would like us to discuss or do next year. That yes. would be amazing. That would be awesome. Right? Yes. We still have our April Art Films Challenge. That's still happening. <laughs> I know. I know. It's coming. It's coming. Get ready, guys. That's going to be fun. But besides that, let us know what you want us to talk about or show you. Again, these are not like, you know, as you know already, they're not classes, classes, but there's anything you want us to talk about or, you know, help or not help <laughs> giggle about. We're here. We can do that. Yes. <laughs> also, just give Sarah a little shout out for her really cool hairdo. Oh, she thank you. Hair. I love it. <laughs> if you haven't thank seen you. it. Thank you. <laughs> so I will miss you, Sarah. We have to do like a too. private texting and stuff. Absolutely. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>